I can't believe Sydney <laughs> wouldn't sleep with a ghost. Hold on. Sydney would. Rest Henrik me. wouldn't. <laughs> Let's get it straight. It's a it's an achievement in The Sims to sleep with a ghost. I don't know if you We've know. We've all been there. Is We've it? all wanted to yeah. fuck a ghost. Wow. Yeah. I mean, usually it's pretty easy because like your lover dies and then they and just then... come back and you have the option. I'm very worried about why there's a ghost coming to Henrik. I'm like, oh, well, yeah. that can't be good. And immediately like his reaction to when he thought like, oh no, everyone's somber. What happened to Doris? When fucking Tekla, Madam Tekla said that she'd been gone for a week, he knew, like, instantly. Mm -hmm. Like, the sight and everything. Like, he was just like, oh, my God, I have been dealing with some sort of specter. Like, something. So, it's creeping in on Henrik, too, that he's no longer trying to fight it. He's coming to this part point uh, where he's like, I have to go probably get Astrid uh, and get help. Yeah. Let's go to a ball beach. Oh, a beach ball. A beach ball. So, you, Astrid, you are currently doing a montage, figuring out what you will give Hendrik, who haven't even heard about the ball. He doesn't even know. He is heading right now to uh, Castle Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, great. Jake Gyllenhaal and his sister Maggie's favorite color. I feel like this would have been discussed. Oh, okay. Let me think. Well, I'm pro. Immediately, I was going to say yellow. Um, But I don't know if that's like to wear. He just thinks. To wear. He just like likes like a sunflower. Okay. Well, uh, well all, right. all right. This is up to me. <laughs> You're tasteless. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, this is the exact conversation. You ask him what's his favorite color and he's like, oh, I do yeah. like sunflowers. I love because there's, there's time probably between where she has been like, I need I, I, no real reason. I just have a surprise for you. <laughs> like, uh, by the way, what's your favorite color? I think he looks great in blues he doesn't wear blues oh, often yeah. he wears no. browns a lot yeah but i think like a nice tailored like blue suit oh yeah i got you yeah. don't you worry well, about it and um, mostly because you're like the historical yeah <laughs> sure and all these down. things wouldn't it be black tie though like at a ball like oh. a it pen- would be pen- but pen- everybody has their like you have a waistcoat you yeah. have this yeah. you have that and um Cumberbund. obviously the women the have women a lot it. more sway yeah uh and also i think as new money you don't know a lot of oh, I love that these things. I, yeah. Ooh, we're gonna come looking like idiots. Yeah, I'm <laughs> so ready. I have it all Got planned it. out. And looks like she's salivating right now. Uh, um, yeah, but really okay, haven't yeah, so, been able to make a cosplay so, in a long oh time. Oh my god! And so I'm just we like, must cosplay as our ball outfit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Oh okay. my god! Note okay. taken. So Hendrik's on his way to uh, Castle Mjolnir, <laughs> and <He's running. laughs> thanks, I'm Just nervous. <laughs> I just fucked a ghost. No, he's running. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Henrik is now. You let him. You let him in. I'm assuming. Get out. No. Oh, yeah, exactly. What, what yeah. you see is Henrik is in um, a like undershirt with his suspenders and pants and no other shirt on because he woke up, went downstairs, and then immediately yeah. left. He like did not put on any of right, his clothes. Right, right. He's very sweaty. And his so hair is, it, is down. Is it the more? Is it that morning? Yeah. Okay. Great. Uh, he didn't even have time to tie his hair back. His hair is like long and down. Oh, and he looks like <laughs> he's sweating a little. It's like the beast from the end of yes, the Yes, yes, picture that. Oh, I am. Don't you worry. Okay. <laughs> he's breathing heavily. Right. Oh, my God. All right, all right. She, yeah, okay, calm down, everybody. Mostly me. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> she goes, uh, oh, uh, Henrik. You look great. You <laughs> <laughs> never talk. look better. Yeah. What, what's wrong? I have to talk to you. It will come in, of course. Okay. Yeah, so she she takes um, Henrik back to the, um, we'll say, like, the morning room where there's coffee and some, like, fika elements set up in there. Algot gives Astrid one look of, like, see? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so she she sends you on, and then she looks at Algot, and she says, just, just go upstairs and get it ready. Okay. Fine. <laughs> we'll, we, we'll clean him up. And now it's like, fine, I'll polish a turd. (laughs) Make sure it shines, she says a little too, like, uh, and then she, like, scampers down the hall, um, and she slips into the morning room and closes the door uh, behind her, and what, what are you... Are you, are you, have you descended upon the food? What's your, what's your demeanor? No, he's sitting head in hands. And he, um, he looks up and you, you then can tell, like, he's been crying. Like his eyes yeah, yeah, are yeah. red and puffy. And he, I mean, he always looks not great, but yeah. he, this looks like he was like recently crying. She's, she's going to pull up a little ottoman like in front and just sit across from him and say, what, 
What happened? She's dead. Astrid. Doris. Doris. I, I didn't tell you about it. it. Doesn't. It's not important. I guess it's not important now. Um, well, it's clearly important to you. She worked uh, under Madame Tekla. Oh. Uh, we were friends. We were friends. Um, she's dead. What happened? She's um, found hung. I don't know. I don't. Oh my god. That's, um, Astrid, it's, um, it's not, <clears throat> it's not just that, um, I- You didn't, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No. Right. No. Astrid. I've, oh, it, um, <clears throat> I've, um, uh, I've seen her this past week. Um, right. She's come to my room and we spend time together. We talk. Right. We, we're friends. Um, she uh, apparently uh, has been missing for a week. Uh, um. Do you understand what I'm trying to, to, to not say? Uh, that you've been speaking to a dead woman for a week? Fuck! And he, like, kicks the table. Yeah. She, like, start is startled by, like, the outburst. Um, and she kind of, like, get, gets up from the ottoman to give him some space because she knows how hard that is going to be to accept. Um, and she lets the silence sort of rest for a little while by all the gods I am so sorry I am so sorry it is hard enough to lose a friend than to be challenged in this kind of way but everything I know Henrik, these things happen for a reason. And in life, she was calling out to you, and now perhaps there is something she knows that she needs you to set right. And he, like, is very quiet. His head is yeah. down. And it's almost like he's whimpering, and he's just... I don't know how to help her. How am I supposed to help her? Like, God. So she, like, comes and sits down, like, pulls the ottoman back next to him and, like, puts an arm around him just comfortingly. And she says, Now, here's what we're going to do. Because you're quite good at trying to understand what it is that people want. And as hard as it is, we're going to look at what she spoke to you about. So, without dragging yourself through the hell of trying to understand what happened, let's break apart what she said, the facts, and we'll start there until your head is clearer. So what did she say to you when she was with you? And Henrik goes through and explains that they would talk about the site without talking about the site. Mm -hmm. So she would talk about her experiences and sort of like they would dance around like the subject of the supernatural but never overtly like yeah. be like it was this a ghost it's a vassin um and henrik would confide in her on his past and like the horrible things that he's seen and experienced right and i think he really gets across to astrid too that like Doris really was a friend because Astrid is the only other person in Henrik's life who he could ever talk to about yeah. these things. Yeah. Um, and he explains that this last time he saw her, she wanted to to have sex with him and like be with him romantically, yeah. and they had never done that, and he turned her away. And he kind of like starts almost crying like a little bit yeah. at that part too because he's like, "What was I supposed to do? You did what you would have done." The only thing you could have done was be true to your, true to yourself, which is uh, 
that's a tough nut to crack, I will say. But did she? You you do you tell her about the the um, how she thought she was going to be swallowed by? Yeah, and okay. I think I think Henrik uh, also expresses like it could be suicide. He's like, I'm yeah. not sure. Like we we definitely have both are like two depressed people who have talked about depression. Uh, I don't know if they call it depression then or what they would call it, but yeah, yeah. Um, he was like, she wasn't happy, but also why would she do that? You know, like why would she kill herself? She was making money and she was my friend. Like, why wouldn't she talk to me about it? So he just kind of is like now going, he's told you everything and now he's kind of like going in circles of like, why would she do that? Why if would she, she do that? had the sight in life, it, it, it is absolutely possible that some sort of vassan could have drawn her to that fate. Does Astrid have learning? Uh, you know, I'm sure that she does. Yes. Well, how about you roll a learning? Okay. I will. Do you have uh, learning? So yeah, do you want me to roll two? Yeah. I have a logic of four and a learning of one. Okay, so I'll roll five. All right. One success. <laughs> one success. <laughs> hey! <laughs> I was like 60 dice. But, yeah, well, um, I have a four in learning and a foreign logic. Uh, so both of you know that there are ways, rituals even, to potentially communicate with the dead. Yeah. You might know yeah. areas in this house that would lend itself well to yeah. that sort of to a seance. stuff. Yeah. And I think Henrik alludes to it a little, I'm not saying yeah. we should do that, but he's kind of like, I wish that I could talk to her again. Yeah. You know, I fucked it up the last time. I wish yeah. I could talk to her. There is a lot about me that will confuse you and make you think that I am crazy but all I want to do is to help you that is the principle upon which the society was founded and so if even if you cannot believe in the things that I am suggesting that we do and I am suggesting that we try to reach beyond this veil and speak to Doris, as you have already done in your own way. I hope, even if you don't believe that it's possible, that you'll believe in me. And he looks up and he's looking a little bit better now that you've sat yeah. and talked and he kind of like gives you like a half yeah. kind of smile. Um, and he says, Astrid, I... I wouldn't come here if I didn't actually want your help. I, I know what you're capable of. All right. Well, then let's find the proper place. And also on December 10th, there is a ball. <laughs> it is a winter's ball. Uh, it's at Count Peter's place. And you are invited and you're coming with me. What? My husband's <laughs> going to be in Greece. We have an outfit all planned for you. So just look forward to that. What? And, right. and after the seance, going to a ball. And uh, at that moment, <laughs> Alget comes in and it's like, it is ready. What? You're going to love the way you look, I guarantee it. What? <laughs> I'm picturing the little mouse voices. Hooray! Hooray! Yeah, I look, yeah. Down, <laughs> I look, down, at, I look down at Thor and Thor gives me like the... This is a cartoon. Here's how it's presented, if you're down with this. Sure. This whole time, ever since she offered, even as soon as Henrik was in town again, she has been making a room ready for Henrik. (laughs) That is so cute. And so the entire time, like, she's been preparing it. And so now this is the first time she's taking Henrik to the room, but she's not telling Henrik that it's his room. But it is particularly designed to, like, there's, there's, like, a writing table. There are... um, pictures there's like we'll say on on the wall uh there are like old school like hunting rifles and uh pictures of like boxers and things like that and like things that she thinks it's a man's room room. i was expecting like it's a leather couch (laughs) there's a whiskey bar there is right like there's a waterbed oh what the no 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 uh and the most the most important thing is that it is like private Mm -hmm. laying down on the on the bed laid out for you is 
beautiful like trousers and a uh, navy blue like royally blue navy blue cummerbund. It's all it's all like the classic like black tie waistcoat with the long tails behind it, but there it also has a blue silk vest underneath it. Ooh. So they're just like pops of blue. So pretty. Yeah. Uh, Henrik walks in. He goes, "Oh, is this um, Algit's room?" No, no. Algit. I mean, <laughs> scoffs. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so rude. <laughs> um, so rude. Uh, I think Henrik does uh, pull you aside at some yeah. point, whether before or after he sees the room. Yeah. But he kind of just tries to be casual, and he's like, "I'm, I'm not sure if you have." Um, any rooms available but i i don't think <laughs> oh, did you that like I, that one the, the one did you like it oh the one we were in yeah that one. Oh yeah it's fine uh, yeah i just well it's i just don't fine oh i mean well it's I'll very it's like no i mean it, it's very nice it's too nice right. I, I don't well don't sell yourself short um Astrid, I don't want to beg, but I can't stay with Madame Tecla. Well, then you should stay here, she says, before you're even finished. It's like she's so bad at, like, the, like, my master plan is to make him think it was his idea. But she can't let you finish. Exactly. And he can't can't. ask for help, so he's just like, Yeah, yeah. She says, oh, this old thing, it's perfect. It'll do. And I think Henrik is oblivious to this. Yeah. He, like, walks in, he's like, yeah, it's great. And he goes, guns are a bit much, don't you think? Yeah, yes. and then is like, yes, <laughs> yeah, I she, agree. She says they're antiques; they don't really function anymore. Oh, good to know, in case I. Yeah. What is my accent change? I don't know. Like it's too nervous. <laughs> um, good to know. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I love this room. Um, uh, <laughs> she says. She She literally says. Well, I saw that you had a gun, one time, so. Now I'm realizing that that was very silly. Not that these weren't here the entire time. I didn't source them for you. And Henrik now realizes what the situation yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. uh, and he, he just says, Astrid, um, thank you. Of course. And you can hang anything there. We can put no, the guns I, like the, I think the guns are quite creative. Very strong. Strong. Shall I prepare a bath for you? Oh, uh, I insist. Yeah. <laughs> I insist. Henrik, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. My. Yeah. yeah uh, Amazing. Yeah. And maybe a shave. Uh, Where kit. can we send from for the rest of your things? Um. Where? Where can we pick up the rest yeah, of your? I you know, sense uh, sensing, like, Algot being kind of an, a dick to Henrik, she'll say, "Oh, I've already sent for them." She hasn't, but she will, mm. separately. Ah. She says, they're coming this afternoon. Great. Yeah. Why would you let me do my job? And then You <laughs> were busy doing all this. And she kisses him on the cheek and like spins out of the room. And, and Henry he, kind of nods. And he's just like, hmm. And then walks away. Yeah. How did this guy tolerate Francibald? <laughs> yeah, he's like, they're so different. But like, there's something to be, uh, to be said for people who love, who are like this. Yeah. And then they find that like... The person one person that they balance, yeah. yeah, each other. Um, but even I think, I mean, I'm sure Fran- it's interesting also, though, what Francible saw in this guy, yeah, he's kind but, of a dick. Uh, so you've invited mm-hmm. him to the ball, but um, and you now have your dress, um, and you want to perhaps do the seance or wait yeah. with that, um, depends a little bit, yeah, what yeah. She's she's going to look for a good place to have it, so and it's she'll- still afternoon like early yeah. after, like henrik takes we his have bath time to and... prepare for that I it's fika say. time i hear what you're saying ah, yes, <laughs> yes. It's always fika time. Uh, no but we can we can rush uh we can skip and go directly to the seance if you want yeah, yeah. Say, let's, like let's prepare whatever yeah so what what do we need to enact this ellie you need uh you as an occultist yeah uh you can use your observation to perform seances where you can contact the dead and i think henrik um does go back to Madame Tecla. He tells you, he goes, um, I'd actually like to get my own things, uh, if that's okay. Um, and he does go back and take, he literally had nothing. He yeah. takes, he had like, actually he had quite a bit of stuff. He had like a bunch of drawings on the wall. Uh-huh. Mm. He takes them all down. She, um, she is going to tell you before you leave to try, if you can, to get something of hers. That's exactly what he was thinking. I mean, you guys, I'm going to say, like, they talked about it. Yeah. You said, here's what I need. Yeah. So he goes back um, 
he gives Madame Tecla the last payment and he's not going back there. He knows he's no. going to stay at Castle Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, <laughs> and Gillen, Uh He gets his stuff. He takes the drawings off the wall. His room is a shithole. It, it was a shithole, but like he did nothing to it. So he just throws it all in a suitcase, takes his two other jackets he had, and then he's going to go to Doris's room. Mm. Um, he knows where she stayed. And is it unlocked? No. All right. And she's sharing it with six other women. Well, he's going to knock on the door. It's it's currently empty. Okay. He's going to pick the lock. All right. Yes. I don't know what I do for that. I'm going to let you. I mean. Okay. It's, it's I bought a, the lock picks. Yeah. yeah. It's it's probably so the, not going to be. the lock pick is going to give you a bonus. Um, I'm just going to let you get in. Okay. Um, you do it. You do it. I do it. <laughs> I get enough. in and I'm I'm I know like where her stuff is. I haven't been in her room, but like she's talked to me in her room before. Yeah. Um so I just go to her trunk and I open it up and I get um like a scarf of hers mm. um yeah. that I know that she would wear and, and liked. There's and also a brush. I take her, that too. Yeah. With mm-hmm. her hair, with her DNA. Yeah, exactly her DNA and the and a small uh little doll. Oh. Do not yeah. take that doll. Do not <laughs> I think he holds it up, and I think he, burn it. like, <laughs> like touches the head of it, and just like you know, it sucks. Like he's just thinking about Doris and like the horrible childhood she had, yeah. and they talked about so much. Yeah. And I think he just looks at this doll and he's like, I can't. What am I gonna do with this? Like I can't. It belongs to no one now. I can't take this on. I can't take on this burden. Um. So he puts the doll back, and uh, he kind of just like touches her pillow. And leaves. Yeah. And you, they let you. Um. Madame Tecla is assuming that you're just here to get gather your things um, and isn't really paying attention because she, she knows that these girls don't know anything. She's got work to do. Exactly. And so I think for the sake of time, or I mean, we can mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we can wait till next episode, I guess, to go to the ball. But I don't want to. All don't right, so get, let's do the seance. Let's seance. do the seance. Let's do um, it. Yeah, I bring, I bring, I get back, I bring Astrid the brush, and Henrik is in not better spirits, but he's like, at least I'm being proactive about some one thing yeah. he hasn't done shit for the past whatever m- many months yeah. all right so you do the seance mm-hmm. it's um you know that when there's a presence like you're sitting in a circle and there's mm-hmm. a presence suddenly you feel something it's something in the air and so you feel that she's there it's not like a ghost mm. is appearing or anything yeah. it's more like you have a, a feeling like i smell her perfume almost yeah. in the room do you have any questions you want to ask her or yeah, so. I think we had talked about, like, Astrid and Henrik had talked, like, okay, you can, like, try to talk to her. Like, she knows you. You should mm-hmm. try to reach out. So I think Henrik, as they're doing the seance, is kind of like, Doris, um, I want you to tell me what you need. I, I'm so sorry. I didn't understand. I, I understand now, and I, I want to help you. So please just tell me what you need or 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 what happened or Astrid starts speaking but it's not Astrid Mm. Mm -hmm. Henrik is that you and he looks at Astrid does it it sounds like Astrid like it's Astrid but it's it's uh I would it's a weird it's a weird uh, it sounds honestly like her Weird, More, but, but like, but the through, tone is different. Like, yeah. I don't speak like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, he like looks at Astrid, and he can tell that you are like not yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes, Doris. Holy shit. Uh, Doris, can you hear me? I don't. I I can hear you, but I'm I'm not in pain anymore. I want to thank you. And there's something inside of you that's just warm all of a sudden. Like it's a good, comfortable feeling. Mm. I'm happy where I am. Doris, you came to me in my room. We, we, we talked and, and, and I'm sorry. I've been so lost for so many years. And then the connection breaks. 
And Esther <gasps> comes back. But you are... Both of you are quite confident that what she needed from you is what she got that night. Oh. And so she has actually been able to leave. To pass on. Yeah. What happened? It, um... I said goodbye. It's done. All right. So, then... You helped. And Henry kind of like gets up yeah. and leaves the room. I think a part of you realizes that by not caving into her, at least that's what I wrote uh, in my in my like conditions of like, really? if, if you had slept with her, um, she would have haunted you. Whoa. Um, but you could didn't. Work. Oh shit. Exactly. I was on the, f I was like, you caught me in a real moment too. I was like, <laughs> he could, I don't know. Like, I right? don't know. No, yeah. And I, also, she did seem sincere. And, and she was sincere as the ghost of like, this is, this is what I, how what I, I want. Yeah. What I wanted. Yeah. But till the end, till the very end, Hendrik treated her as a human. And the, that's why uh, she was able to pass on. That's so nice. Oh. Yeah. And Henrik is. Mystery saw. Mystery saw. High five. <laughs> uh, you can tell Henrik is like extremely grateful. Yeah. He just. He's like, he looks exhausted. Like, this was a lot for him. Yeah. Um, so he, like, doesn't just storm out. He's just like, um, I'll see you in the morning, and uh, we can talk about yeah. the ball. Uh, and he kind of smiles and waits a moment, and then he's like, okay, yeah, good yeah. night. She um, takes out her uh, mother's book about Vassin and flips to the section about ghosts and begins like she has like a hand on the um on the brush and the shawl and she just begins quietly like and kind of breathlessly just writing as her hair just like hangs around her face in the dim flickering firelight both of you sleep very well that night it's like you're being protected by something. And uh, weeks go by. Until December 10th. December 10th is 10th. coming up. December 10th, by the way, Nobel's birthday. Uh, he's not born yet. Or he's born, but he had the... the, the Nobel Prize. Yes. Oh, Got it. Okay. I was uh, like... Alfred Nobel. He uh, <laughs> should have said his first name. I would have known who you were talking about. <laughs> uh, oh, Alfred, oh uh, old Alfred. Yeah. Old Alfie, yeah. Yeah, Alfie, as I call no, him. No, but he, um, he, um, he was probably born, but his prize has not, uh, this is not like. He didn't win his big prize yet. Well, he didn't create the prize. but <laughs> He um, won it also. <laughs> You're like, he won. I made this for me. If yeah. you make a prize, shouldn't you get it first? I, I mean, don't know. The Eleanor's. Awards. Anyway, the um, Ellie's. The Ellie's. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. my you God! You, you should an give an Ellie at the end of every episode, dude. I was gonna say that. There's only two of us. The competition is gonna get fierce. I'm gonna yeah. tell you guys this though. Thanks to your badass handling of the first vessel of the season, I'm going to award you with an advantage for your next mystery, which means that you get plus two on a skill check. Who? Both. Yep, both of you. Mm. You get an advantage on your next. Oh. Well, and you, I'm, I'm thinking this is something. Um, you can get an like I don't know if you read about advantages, but um, it, you get it based on your prep before a mystery. But I'm right. thinking this is like a little bit more like hero points in Pathfinder two. Sure. I mean, or we could just yeah. retcon and say like, oh, we have advantage because in our prep, exactly, we did something. Yeah, I yeah. like that. Thank you, mommy. So when you say plus two, it means I rolled two extra dice. Yes. Okay. Oh hell yeah! Nice. Okay. So uh, yeah, that's gonna be great. And finally, we arrive on the date we've all been waiting for. December 10th. December 10th. This is better than Christmas, by the way. Nah. This so is much better, better than sex. Oh, oh. whoa. <laughs> okay. Oh, Christmas my. and sex. Christmas wow. sex and sex. This ball better be fucking cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let me paint you a picture. Snow. Boom. White. Boom. Cold as fuck. Boom. I mean, it's already amazing. <laughs> it's funny because this I sounds just, bad. whenever you say boom, I think of like a giant snowball just plummeting into the earth and exploding <laughs> all over town. I thought you were going to say a giant penis. Like a snow. Boom. <laughs> what, is go what is going on? You mentioned sex once and now I'm, my head is going to be gone for the rest of this episode. Ellie. That's Ellie, where, Ellie, Ellie. That's where I want you to be. This oh. is serious. Yes. No, yeah. 
get this is a ball ellie this, this is, is serious we don't so how around. much white stuff is on the ground <laughs> <laughs> say a blanket a sheet uh a down quilt of white snow okay Uppsala. <laughs> Uppsala, the town you're currently in yeah. is uh, looking like the stereotypical old european victorian winter wonderland i'm thinking snow is you know there <laughs> i actually wrote snow is hanging from the roofs but Ooh. now I'm like, ew. The <laughs> snow is hanging from the eaves. <laughs> Henrik yeah. looks out the window and gets horny. He's like, yeah, exactly. what's going on? This ha- this reminds me of something. I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't place it. But I'm thinking, okay, just to bring it back to PG-13. Um, I feel like you have horse sleds everywhere. Gorgeous Christmas decorations. And despite the fact that the sun goes up at noon, true story, and sets at 3 p.m. Also true story. Wow. There's this very jolly mood in the whole town because everyone's excited for Christmas, including the two of you. Let me just tell you, this house is dressed for the occasion. Oh, oh, really? Tell me about it, Anne. Be brief. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. I can't do it. Uh, No, there are candles everywhere, um, beautiful, you know, old uh, baubles and things hanging from the from the tree, um, setups of like ivy and, or sorry, holly, yeah, holly and ivy and uh, like red candles and things like that on different windowsills and um, they're not acorns, pine cones and things like that. Uh, and it just looks absolutely beautiful. There's garland all down the front staircase and everywhere that there are railings. And it's just really pleasant. I think of like the nutcracker. Mm-hmm. Um, Little like, wooden toys. Yeah. About. And it's like, it's just everything is just pretty. You have big, large fireplaces. Yeah. And I never grew up with any of that. But I think like that's Christmas to me. And of course, over our fireplace, we have stockings. Oh. And there's one for Algot and me. And of course, there's one hung a little bit lower down for Thor with a big bone sticking out of it. And there's a new bone that goes in there every single day. And he goes over and gets it and then goes and lays in front of the fire like an adorable baby. Wait, does does Henrik have a stocking? Yeah, and Henrik. I'm sorry. We, we open. His is tacked up like right yeah. at the end as if you we forgot. Like, oh shit. Perhaps. It's like an old cum sock. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Ellie! Why? Sorry, I like, need to get out of it. Henry can't just have nice <laughs> things. He, he had such a Don't fucking you have hard a time. Nice, enough nice things now? I gave you lots of nice things earlier. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> so, but yeah, I would say that like Algot gingerly hangs the stocking <laughs> oh for God. Henrik because for some reason Algot like doesn't hates like everyone. Yeah, it does not like Henrik. Oh yeah, okay. there's also one for my husband who's in Greece. Oh right, my God, you're fucking <laughs> husband. I forget about him all the time. But. And Henrik's stocking, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good man. Yeah. All right, Henrik is in the bath. This is the okay. day of the, the. Okay, well, relax. This is the day of the the ball. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Henrik is taking like his first, I would say, even though he's been in Castle Jake Gyllenhaal for a little bit as after he moved in mm-hmm. and stuff, he hasn't felt very comfortable yet. And he's been still living this sort of like starving writer life of just being like, I look like shit. I smell like shit. I feel like shit. I am shit. He's just been down in the dumps, but he knows the ball means a lot to Astrid. So he is like fully taking like a spa bath that Algot had put out stuff for, you know? So he, he comes out looking fresh as fuck mm. what does he do with all the hair the hair he's putting in mm, i guess it maybe he'll ask astrid's opinion but he was going to do a low pony mm-hmm. the yes. classic like parted down the middle yeah. sort of um vamp uh vampire's assistant is that no oh, interview with uh, a vampire interview with the vampire thank you what the fuck <laughs> i'm interviewing this vampire <laughs> to be an my assistant new position executive assistant Se- vampire you- secretary is a sequel i kill you take notes <laughs> It's trickle down vampire nomics. <laughs> You're gonna get credit, but there's no. It's a small stipend. Um, Who's the protection <laughs> assistant? It's an intern with a vampire. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, he's gonna look like that. That's what he looks like. Well, I'm very excited to hear what Astrid looks like as well because this. Oh my god. I feel like Anna's prepped for this her entire life. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> You're right, Ellie. You're right. I have been thinking about this my entire life. <laughs> We start from the feet. <laughs> Two satin white slippers. Nice. Moving up 
past the angles, which are covered because I'm not a whore. <laughs> um, no, <I'm> Sorry, <laughs> she has on a. She's worn a lot of like silks and you know more like shiny material, but sort of in the warmth of the season, she in the warmth of the season she wears this uh, deep midnight blue velvet gown, mm-hmm. um, and. It has, it's, the fabric is all kind of like gathered in different places just to create the effect of um, just like volume in the dress with like Mm. voluminous folds and it looks, it looks soft and nice, but it is very clearly the dress that somebody who wants to be a noble person but isn't quite nobility Mm. would wear. You Mm. know what I mean? Um, And she has... A uh, she has a necklace um, made of diamonds, basically. Mm. So she has she's wearing all of the things that seem to look good together that she has, mm. um, and it's clearly very manicured, but it is not as extravagant as you might expect. Gotcha. Um, and then woven into her hair, she's got um, holly and ivy and little like red berries and stuff. Oh, like lingonberries. Yeah, like lingonberries. Oh, I love that. Uh, that are kind of like woven into like braids and curls and then it kind of hangs in ringlets. The Like her blonde hair kind of hangs in ringlets oh, over her shoulders. Great. And it's like an off the shoulder gown. So it's like there's exposure. Mm. No ankles. No but ankles. We got topsies. But my <laughs> boobs are out. Just but, full boob, no ankles. Full cleave. Oh. Use your imagination for those feet. <laughs> I took I took the cleave feet I on took my the character. Cleave feet. Yeah, I feel yeah, in a couple of years I've been very vague about when this mm-hmm. is uh sometime in the yeah. 19th century because I don't want people to be like, "Ew, well, technically it's when this and this yeah. happened then." And We're I'm doing like, our best everybody. Exactly. Yeah. Trying well, to be accurate. I, well, I'm not really actually. <laughs> I'm trying, trying to be so inaccurate <laughs> that you can't get mad at us exactly. or place yeah. us in time exactly. or history. But right. like we have, I, we have fun. But this is before when like that Victorian super high neck right. thing happened, right? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, I think the thing about it is mostly for like as far as sensibility i'm going at i'm going off of like grand duchess anastasia yes uh, in the film like that's kind of she's got the long white gloves but instead of it being like a sparkly midnight blue dress it's just like velvet folds and sewn into different i love it shapes and stuff yeah so we match you match so i think i'm waiting for you downstairs obviously because you're yeah, going to yeah. make a grand so, entrance. Yeah, so I, you're exactly right. So she descends the staircase yeah. and she says, well, you've cleaned up rather nicely, I think, Henrik. You look marvelous, uh, Astrid. She uh, kind of demures and blushes a little and she says, well, thank you. You know women work very hard at it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I know, yes. Yes. Elgin uh, is standing in the background just looking at this awkward exchange. (laughs) Anyway, the carriage is here. Oh, good. Two white horses, then? Yes. They're actually brown, but... Anyway, we're... I said white, (laughs) Elgit! She she looks mildly disappointed, and she goes, we'll still look fabulous. Like, yeah. Uh, Astrid, you should watch your step. There's quite a bit of snow out. I'll help you to the carriage. Oh, all right. Um, There's, like, that awkward moment as she's being helped where she's like, oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This is happening. Are you guys ready to then go to the damn ball? So, I have one little retcon to make. Okay. When I showed off air, I showed Sydney what Uppsala Castle looked like. Uh huh. And she said. I said it was very ugly. Yeah, she said in Sydney's voice exactly like that. She said, it looks like a prison. So. In order to please, I wasn't upset. Okay, and to be fair, to be fair, the the current photos now look like shit because the city was built around it. Obviously, the older one, the Ellie hates Sweden. (laughs) Season two, (laughs) Sydney hates Sweden. (laughs) Season three, what will Anne hate next? Sweden has been nuked and it's not (laughs) around anymore. I need to say because everyone's gonna be mad at me in Sweden. The older, the older photos and layouts are gorgeous because it had like a huge garden, almost like um, in DC, how it just has like the the uh, mi- what is it, the mirror pool, the the big long pool. Oh, the, the one in DC, the, yeah, uh, mall. 
By the Washington Monument? Yeah, I've never been there. Anyway, <laughs> it had like a beautiful layout like Sydney that. Sydney hates Sweden and, and America. America. <laughs> the latter is true, folks. Um, anyway, the castle is fine. I didn't mean to insult you. I'm not insulted at all. I didn't build it, but I think you have a point. Uh, I mean, in France, they believed in having beautiful buildings and exactly. gardens. I'm and, just saying. And I thought about it. So there is a much prettier castle very close to Uppsala. Okay. Uh, called Skuklosterslut. Ah, yes, which Exactly. <laughs> That's <laughs> how you say it. <laughs> and this was built during the Swedish Age of Greatness. So basically the castle is a display of the full sumptuous splendor of the Baroque era uh, with detailed chambers, uh, home to collections of paintings, furniture, mm. textiles. Call Sydney. And this is much better. Good yeah. job, Sweden. And there's like so many, so many uh, treasures there as well. So it was built basically as a display castle. Hell yeah. Um, for balls. To the ball! And don't even get me started on its current Christmas decor. Actually, don't get me started on that because I don't want to talk more about current Christmas decor. <laughs> Damn it! Um, That's why I play these games. Yeah. And, yeah, and so you get there. It's maybe like... I mean, you can take actually a boat there from current Uppsala, but uh, for the intents and purposes, I don't want you guys to travel two days to get to this ball, so we're gonna pretend it takes you roughly half an hour. And I, I can see how it being like a little nice uh, parade of carriages just dropping off people yeah. one it's like by the red, one. Yeah, the red carpet. You yeah, come yeah, out yeah, and yeah. then... And the two of you enter the castle, and, and then you get to the main ballroom, and there's two footmen there, they're opening the door at the same time, and you hear this. Oh my god! Is everyone dancing? Yes. Oh, are they all spinning around in unison? Yes. Oh yes. my god! It's, it's like the teacup ride. It's well, it just makes me think of Anastasia. That was such yeah. a good reference before because yeah. that's yeah. like perfectly how I pictured this, basically. Yeah. yeah, and they're like in a synchronized waltz. I know Tchaikovsky probably hadn't written this yet, but it is canon now. <laughs> so as this happens, um, Astrid grabs, like we've been, we've been like walking, I, I assume with like my hand laid over, yes. laid over your arm, but she actually takes your hand and when you look at her, it becomes very clear, despite all pretenses, that she has never experienced something like Aww, this yes. ever and, and I, she looks like just a, like a little girl so excited so happy yeah. i think henrik like first is is like oh thinking something's wrong when you grab like like mm -hmm. you're gonna fall or something yeah and he looks over and he sees your face and he like kind of like pats your hand yeah. a little bit and he is like taking it all in too he doesn't come from money he's mm -hmm. never really gone to balls before um he feels like a total fish out of water but he feels good that he's there with you. Yeah. Even though obviously he realizes now he's like, oh, this is big for <laughs> both of us. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you see a mixed crowd of eccentric academics who don't really seem to care about their appearance at all uh, to extremely fancy looking noblemen and women wearing the latest fashion from the continent. Um, and it's a very international crowd as you walk, walk around the vaults that you're probably a little bit too intimidated by to be like, I don't know any of these steps, mm -hmm. like at least not in this way. I can yeah. see it being like, you know, freaking Snow Lake then. <laughs> I can Snow Lake. <laughs> it's like off-brand Swan Lake. <laughs> we couldn't get the rights to Swan Lake. It's Snow Lake, everybody. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Exactly. But like, it's like super professional looking dancers. And you're like, ah, I'm just going to stand in the corner and watching <laughs> you dance. Anyway, uh, but you hear a bunch of languages being spoken, like English, French, German, some actually some Farsi and some Chinese. So there's this seems to be a huge, big international event and you know that it is it's like a big science fair it's before mm -hmm. the alfred the nobel prize uh, and you melt in it's not like you're you're not like you're not a sore eye or anything but you're ne not necessarily drawing any attention to yourselves either you're uh you don't look rich enough to be bothered to be fair uh, but you don't look poor no enough to be kicked out. I try. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, poor Astrid. She's like, I'm wearing this diamond necklace. And it's like, oh, is that yeah. 20 ca carat diamonds? I, yeah, I feel like she probably realizes that wearing, you know, flowers in her hair is something like girls in the countryside do. Like, this Could, is yeah. an and urban international crowd. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. and and But I think, as I said, like it's not like people are downright looking down on you because there's right. plenty of students there as well from mm -hmm. Uppsala who are like uh, they can't afford at all what you're wearing so you're not you're very much middle class yeah, yeah. um and the people who invited you the count mm. Peter 
did I did I say his name? I did say his name last episode, I think. Peter Schneider. Um, yeah. If I didn't, you did. then that's his name. Um, and he's a handsome man, a very handsome man, with black hair and brown intense eyes. He's the kind of dude you go, uh oh, what do you see in real life? This mm-hmm. is trouble. <laughs> you know. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> Tell me more about that, Ellie. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe we'll be agreeing contact. Um, <laughs> Because it's like an intimidating charm about him. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't know what to do with yourself, so you start salivating and breathing in a weird way. Um, and then his gorgeous wife next to him, uh, and you know her to be jo- Johanna Brahes Schneider. Uh, Brahe is a, is a noble family that he married into, basically. And she's also very gorgeous, but she looks kind. And she's uh, standing next to him, and she has red hair, green eyes. And wearing a beautiful green dress and a beautiful tiara made of hundreds of diamonds. And she looks very, like, effortless standing mm-hmm. there. Um, and then you have the vice-chancellor Eskild Anderson, who's the uh, vice-chancellor of the Uppsala, Uppsala University. So he's sort of the boss or, like, the mm-hmm. principal of the, of the thing. And he's a man in his 60s with white beard and a mustache. Looks a little calm and calculating, uh, but but still relatively approachable. Uh, and they're both greeting you, and so you, yeah, you approach him, and yeah, he's looking at you with intense eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, she does a very practiced curtsy, lowers her gaze, uh, and just says, "Your Grace." Uh, Henrik, following suit, you know, bows yeah. low, one arm tucked behind him, one arm in front, and just says, "Your Grace." Yeah, yeah, and they they seem to not pay any more yeah. attention than that, and they're just uh, letting you pass yeah. the internet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so she like looks up, and then she's like, kind of glances at you, and she's like, looks with like jerks her head a little bit, and is like, and that's that. Yeah, okay. did it. Like, and, and we quickly scurry yeah. into the ballroom. Yeah. yeah, a couple of servants comes by and offers you some food from from their trays but otherwise it's like a little bit up to you what you guys want to do now it's uh there's a bunch of people here there's professors who are talking about like scientific discoveries discoveries there are students uh who seem to be very young and a little bit like not really sure what to do with themselves Mm -hmm. and then there's a bunch of nobles who are like giving hungry eyes to henrik um because he looks hot as hell whereas the women look at astrid a little bit jealous they're like because they haven't seen you before. You haven't yeah. really been presented to this crowd. Uh, well, she's going to do her best to kind of, like, greet people she knows, like, the few people she's met, um, yeah. and try and represent Castle Gillenkreutz as best as she can. Yeah. Um, but she knows that this is going to be an impression. It's the first time she's sort of been out in society in on the on the international stage and uh, she is definitely speaking to people that she knows and introducing herself and, and Heinrich as best she can, but she's not looking to make waves. Mm. Right. Really. Yeah, you guys um, want to kind of blend in. Especially since her husband isn't here. Mm. Uh, but she does talk about the fact that, you know, oh, my husband is in Greece. Uh, he's been called away on business. So uh, so that sort of spreads like a little wildflower that they, when they discover that Hendrik is actually... You guys are not together. Yeah. Um, so suddenly you find yourself surrounded by four or five women oh God. <laughs> uh, looking at you, um, just waiting for you to entertain them, basically. And they're just... <laughs> With their fans, exactly. With their, they're like, <laughs> oh my god. Tell us another story. <laughs> I, and I think he, I think he, like um, Henrik is like, oh well, if you couldn't tell, uh, I'm not from Sweden. I'm from originally Waterford. Uh, where, Ireland. where is that? I, I, Ireland. If you've ever been, Ireland. Oh, and they, they, they just, just don't know. Yeah. So I think he tells. What's them. a curious accent? <laughs> like, <laughs> and I think. He doesn't want to talk about, like, his personal life, and he doesn't want them to ask questions about, like, Astrid or anything. He doesn't want to give away information that's not his to give away. Um, so I think he really just, like, talks a lot about Ireland. Like, you know when you don't know what <laughs> yeah. to talk oh, about? Yeah. Like, he's like, oh, well, uh, I moved to Dublin when I was uh, six. No, I think I was seven. Mm, Could have been eight. <laughs> it's, and it's the most, like, they don't even know what Ireland is or looks yeah. like. And he's talking about, like, the cliffs of Dover, and he's like, 
well, originally, I could be wrong about that date, though. And he, like, just yeah. goes on and on. So whether they're entertained or bored, that's up to you. They but. probably can't hear a word you're saying. Ah. They're yeah. not, like, they're just staring at you, being, like, nodding. They're not interested in what you have to yeah. say at all. They're just looking at you as a, as, a, as a man. And so what titles do you have? And I think he does talk about, he wants to do the same thing mm-hmm. Astrid's doing. He knows this is important. Um, and I think he says, oh, well, I'm... Uh, a party to uh, Castle uh, Gillenkurtz and uh, oh Lord Gillenkurtz and but then they but then as soon as they find out that you don't have any titles they you're leave. not a, yeah they're just like Brenda I think um, I need to use <laughs> Brenda <laughs> yeah Brenda I need to use uh, the powder room or whatever and then they yeah. scurries off and Henrik finds himself alone because Astrid is currently occupied dancing. <gasps> Sorry, <laughs> Henrik gets a drink. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, no, she is, she is living her best uh, ball life, and it comes off. I think every once in a while, she like goes left when she's supposed to go right, <laughs> yeah. you know, and so, things like that. But mostly, she's just having a great time. Oh, I love it. So there's a slight buzz as a couple, new couple enters the room. <laughs> Uh, it's almost as if people quiet down a little bit and, and they're just paying attention to this new couple. Mm. And you see a man in his 50s with a very impressive mustache and a posture that, that demands respect. And he's wearing a full military uniform. Ooh. And in his arm is a very young and very beautiful woman with icy blue eyes. But, I mean, frankly, she looks... 17, exactly. (laughs) Elsa. She looks like she's 17, like 16, 17. She's young looking, very, very young looking. And they walk up to greet the Count. I want you guys to roll a little observation. A little observation. I to roll my dice. That's two success. Okay, that's one success. (laughs) Okay, Um, so um, you got two successes. Yeah, okay. So... uh, both of you know, by maybe by asking people next to you, uh, that the, this is Mr. and Mr. Magnuson, and he is a very wealthy miner. He used to be an officer in the Swedish military, um, but then he invest, invested in some mining prospects early on, and he is one of the wealthiest people in Sweden. In all of Sweden? Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, probably, possibly Scandinavia, even. Um, and his wife is relatively new to the scene, uh, but given their age gap, even back then, there was some gossip about that because uh, the gossip you've heard from probably people right now as well, like uh, she used, she was supposed to marry his son, but then the oh, son died. Shit. Oh no! Yeah, and now Ew. She, exactly. So uh, it's a little interesting, uh, and that obviously lends itself to a lot of gossip. Wait, how, do we know how the son died? No. As, as far as you know, it's just a regular 19th century disease that probably exists. Right, it sounds like it's not a regular death, but we'll get to that <laughs> later, I'm sure. I'm sure you won't. Anyway, <laughs> there's something about her, though. And you're noticing, because of your observation, Henrik, you're noticing that the Count is looking at her in a very interesting way. And they seem to have some sort of moment. And the Count's wife, Johanna is not liking liking it at all but then the presentation starts so you don't really have a time an opportunity to figure out anything more about mm-hmm. these two you probably are a little bored by most of it uh because <laughs> are we standing are we just like yeah you're standing oh. so yes yeah, so you're standing there and you're listening to people <laughs> with like a translator as well because not everyone is speaking swedish or english Someone is like, and then we discovered blueberries are actually blue because... And then it's, you know, (laughs) nothing. But then it's time for the vice chancellor of Uppsala, Mr. Eskil Andersson, or Eskil Andersson, if you're Swedish. (laughs) He gets up and he starts talking. Two years ago, the university was approached by an interesting proposal that at a first glance, frankly, seemed outlandish and unrealistic and uh, dare I say I was almost offended by the preposterous nature of the proposal itself but however after several meetings and many visits I do not regret having the honor of today announcing a new chapter in the history of Uppsala University I am of course talking about our newly built research center in the north and today I have the great honor of introducing the pioneer behind all of this 
Mrs. Sigrid Magnuson and the young blonde that we've seen before with the frozy eyes. She gets up. Sigrid. Wait, the one who's like 17? Yes. Okay. Sigrid gets up and she is demanding respect immediately as well. It's like she's, there's something about her that just everyone's just like looking otherworldly. at her. Otherworldly, yes. That's a good word, and hmm. Sure, that's nothing to do with she's it. She's the Vassin! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Vice Chancellor. I stand before you today representing the future of Sweden. Since 1477, Uppsala University has been on the forefront of innovation and scientific discovery. Faced with animosity and hostility, she stood strong, ready and willing to serve those of us who search for knowledge about all else. Today, 400 years since our university was founded, I stand before you to honor our sacred institution. Today, I ask of you to see what the power of science, what the power of knowledge can bring to our people. Today, we make history. Today will mark a new era for not only science, but for Uppsala. The Lion of the North shall roar again, claiming the respect it deserves from our European brethren. And upon a new golden age, we shall together ascend. Can I just like roll an insight check because she's yeah can i too she's b-b-e-g-a-f right now yeah honestly i think i think henry like is a little bit like hey astrid is this like a little hitler-esque to you even though that doesn't exist yet but like what the fuck i didn't like it so can i roll an insight check (laughs) let me roll wait there's no insight is there investigation Uh, no it would be yeah i can do it would be observation Oh, Observ- observation or investigation. How about you roll investigation and uh, whatever roll, is yeah. your strongest? Great. Oh, that's so kind. Okay, I, I failed. Right. I got an, I uh, one seven. success. Oh, thank God. Um, you're like, ah, oh, she seems like a great speaker. I've had <laughs> Stand a few, up, gal. I've had yeah. a few drinks and I'm like, I mean, she's young, but she's quite attractive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah you're into it. You're super into this. <laughs> Uh, no, but she she doesn't strike you as anything more like that. Yeah, she's just uh, ambitious. Yeah, I think in Henrik's mind, he's like he thinks of almost like Astrid. He's like, good for her, going to college yeah. and being yeah. you know being out in learned. the world. Women, says a few drinks. Go women. <laughs> we I support. I'm, exactly. I'm an ally. <laughs> yeah, I love the idea that like in my mind. I just look over at you to be like, is this weird? Like, just connect vi- like with our eyes, and you're just like, yeah, I'm like, like yeah. just like a gentle like pump burn. of the fist, like at a side. She's really yes. good. In it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just like, uh, he's like, burn the bra, <laughs> um, and I'm and I just double take. Like, what, you're like, he's not getting going it. on over there, and I just yeah. move his drink a little bit. <laughs> take his drink from away. Him. Yeah, you you are getting. You find her to be. Um, kind of mesmerizing um interesting uh but um she rubs you the wrong way as well because uh, like you said uh, like what uh, what sydney said this is a little (laughs) hitler-esque yeah and and it's you know after watching like putting one and two together right we watched an entire ballroom of people process in front of uh what's his face of peter yeah of of the the duke Um, And he could not have cared less about any of them except for her. So now to see her kind of call an entire room to chilling order when she's a 17-year-old girl in this economy? uh, It's like, that's clearly strange. Exactly. But, however, you don't... It, she doesn't strike you as magical or anything like that. Mm. It yeah. doesn't strike you as any, any enchantment or anything right. like that is going on. You also get a like a slight uncomfortable feeling that she's part of she's part of the nationalistic movement that's sort of stirring in Europe right now mm-hmm. that later actually led to I think Nazism and mm-hmm. things like that but mm-hmm. um that because it's it's all about like we shall reclaim Sweden Sweden yeah. shall be strong the and glory of the yeah. state there's a lot of that and obviously I think in back then uh, you wouldn't think about it like as in anything necessarily wrong because it's like well what's wrong with that like yay She's patriot, patriot. Yeah. Right, exactly right. Um, so it's not like it's it's jarring to you but it's never been something you're super into yeah personally. I I also just think there's something 
there's always something to me very strange about young nationalists mm-hmm. or young patriots who are just it's like they're not fans of Sailor Moon they're fans of like the state yeah. like it's weird uh, and cult like <laughs> yeah young, young because there's no way that they have enough knowledge in 17 years of life to really know exactly the weight of what oh, they're yeah. talking about so I think that's really the part that strikes Mm. Um, the biggest chord of unease with Astrid is that this young um, woman who can command the attention of so many with such ease and clearly has the ear and attention of someone in power like that she's kind of putting those strings together as she watches her and it's not doesn't paint a good picture and what we haven't seen yet is that behind her there's this huge machinery that a bunch of her servants have uh, basically dragged out from mm-hmm. the shadows. Um, I, I don't think too much about the logistics about that one. I, behind um, the, yeah, I was going to say behind the, the stage, the curtain. Exactly. And I'm like, now there's a stage. Yeah, exactly. Like, this, I'm like, like, this is better than Titanic. Exactly. <laughs> Just production value is high. <laughs> the floors open up, and instead of a pool, it's actually <laughs> like a deer. <laughs> yeah, and there's this machinery that looks like a steampunk engine. Sort of mixed with a ma- uh, submarine, mixed with an MRI, Hell yeah. MRI Hell yeah, moving castle. Hell yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very impressive and advanced for its age, uh, but terrifying with our modern eyes. Like, it looks like a torture machine. There's pipes and wires everywhere. It doesn't seem like it's... Uh, I think electricity is not necessarily a thing yet, so it's more like, ste- yeah, like steam, oil, that kind of stuff happening. And she turns around, and she starts up this machinery. Powered by the rare minerals that can be found in the depths of the old mine of Kirina. We've spent the last three years refining these rare stones. And she holds up a green gemstone. Mm. That seemed to be glowing. Mm. Yeah. I don't like that. I think now Henrik has sobered up a bit. Also, hearing about the mine. At some point, Henrik read a newspaper. Hold on. Like in his head. Hold on. The mine. Her husband is like in charge of the mining. She's now talking about these minerals and he's looking at the rock and he looks at Astrid yeah. and he looks back at the rock and he's now catching on too. He's like, okay, something's wrong. And yeah, and so, and that's the research center. So, so the research center of Uppsala has- Is at like, the mining place? Yes. Oh, oh, I see, I see. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's, it, they're like, oh, well, you know, last time we saw a jewel like that. I know. Don't, let's just wait. Don't make a scene. Don't and she continues. Don't look at it. If it if she does something, look away. And while there has been so much research yet to be made, we have already discovered unprecedented properties and benefits. I shall now demonstrate. And then a young athletic man walks up on stage. He takes off his shirt. And he looks at Sigrid with complete adoration. And she pats his chin lightly. This brave young man has offered his body to science, and for that we must all be eternally grateful. Please, hold up your hand, sir. And the man does so. And now I want you to step into the chamber and sit on that chair. One of the other assistants straps him in, um, and his hand is on the table next to him. And then suddenly Sigrid inserts the gemstone into the machine, and then she gives a nod to one of her other assistants who pulls a lever. And so it all begins. At first there's silence. And then there's a very low humming sound, similar to a strong subwoofer that you can hear like underneath in a theater. And it gets louder and louder and creating that hollow feeling in your body. And the man on the chair, he looks suddenly very alarmed. And then this sharp metal falls down and completely cuts off his forearm. It is so fast, it's like a guillotine. The whole audience is like barely reacting to it, but then they see all the blood and it's spraying everywhere. Oh my God. Yeah, so so at this point, there's this sharp intake of, of breath um, and then she's just staring at it because she can't believe that it happened. scream of pain and horror from this young man after what feels like 10 seconds of just absolute silence. The vice chancellor, Anderson, 
He stands up. What is the meaning of this? Stop this madness. He, he does not, he's clearly not in on it. Yeah. Si- but Sigrid is very calm and she's yeah. saying, wait. What is she gonna do? Yeah. Like, what, yeah. I- what is this? And well, wouldn't you know, because there's this beam of impossibly bright green light that comes out from the machine and it covers the young man's entire body and he's, you can see his screaming, his pain. He's just trying to get out of this machine because he just wants to get out of there. But then he collapses in the chair, unconscious. And everyone, I mean, it's such a bright light, so you're probably, yeah. like, not even being able to, like, Sh- you're, you're blinded by it. I lift my fan in yeah. front of our eyes in case there's something yeah. magical about it. Yeah, and most people are just like, what the hell is yeah. going on? But then that silence is back, and then you hear more gasps of horror and, like, weird murmuring going on, and then you two see it as well. Sigrid walks over to the young subject, who's still unconscious, and he, and she lifts up his arm. And the arm is now attached to his body again, so he's completely healed. Is his arm on the ground anymore? Is like the first arm? That no, he had? no, no. It seems it's like just it's like it's zapped a, it back together. Yeah, it's zapped back together. Is There's, the blood still there? The blood is still there, but the That's mark. That's so crazy because visually. Like on the arm, you would have like the blood dripping down, but just one half. Yeah, uh. exactly. Uh, but no, there's not even a mark. You can't. It, it looks like completely new. It looks like nothing has happened, except the only evidence, of course, is you know the amount of blood covering everything. And the count stands up, his eyes almost popping out of its sockets. Impossible. And Sigrid says, Not impossible, your grace. Science. And that's the end of this episode. Dude. Oh. No. God. Are you kidding? Yeah. No. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck.